Welcome to Study Abroad Stories, a podcast by the Queen's College Study Abroad Office. In this podcast, you'll hear study abroad tips and advice, as well as stories of adventure, friendship, and personal growth. Tune in to hear interviews with previous study abroad students, study abroad directors, and more. Ready to step out of your comfort zones and into the beautiful unknown? Make the world your classroom. Today I'm excited to be interviewing a Queens College alum who studied abroad at Universitat Pompeu Fabra, UPF, in Barcelona, Spain. So could you introduce yourself a bit? Yeah, so my name is Melissa. Um, I majored in media studies and journalism, and I studied abroad in Barcelona, Spain. And why did you choose to study abroad? Yeah, um, so actually I went into Queens College knowing that I wanted to study abroad. Um, It was actually one of the reasons why I chose the school. Um, I looked into the study abroad program and I, you know, was torn between some other schools and I I really liked uh, QC's um, abroad program and I liked the places that were available. You know, it's much harder later on in life to kind of get to just go away for a few months and, you know, live and immerse yourself in a new country. Um, So I knew 100% that I wanted to study abroad, um, just going straight into school. Um, and I was lucky enough to be able to do it twice uh, with QC. I did a winter semester um, in Florence, and then I did a full uh, fall semester in Spain. So you went to Florence. Why Spain afterwards? I actually, Spain was always my first choice when I thought of going somewhere for a longer period of time. I think what really made me, really always attracted me to Spain um, is I do have family from Spain. My dad's side, my grandfather um, was from Spain. So I was always curious about kind of, you know, I wanted to go back and see where we were from. And that part always interested me. Um, also, the fact that, you know, I was familiar with the language. Um, I thought that would be helpful when going into, you know, staying in a new country for a few months. Um, but I did love that it was completely different from you know, from what I was used to, my family's from Dominican Republic, so I knew this you know, Spain would be completely different. Um, but I just wanted to kind of go back, go somewhere that had sort of like my own history in it. And speaking about already knowing the language, I do want to point out that there is a language requirement for Spain. So you have to have had at least three levels of college Spanish or the equivalent level and then four levels of college. So four college level Spanish classes if you want to take courses in Spanish. So while you can take your classes in English, they want that three levels of Spanish just so that they're sure that you can get around. Um, And how did you choose the length of your stay? How did you choose a a semester in Spain? Yeah, um, so I kind of, since I already knew I wanted to study abroad, I kind of already planned like my whole studies around it. So I knew that I took so many credits. I took, there was one semester I took 18 credits. Um, I knew that there could get to a point where I could take kind of all elective courses and I could take like only four courses. Um, so I kind of planned around that. And I took it was my my uh, fall semester of my fresh of my senior year. Um, so I was pretty much done with all like the really major courses. Um, and I was kind of only working on my journalism minor. So I knew that there was like a possibility here where I could take all these classes that could just count towards um, like electives for my major and minor. Um, and I think 
I once I already did the month semester, I was like, I am ready for longer. I want more. <laughs> I thought that the month was way too short. I wanted to stay in Florence for longer. So I was like, you know what? I think a full semester um, would be great for me. And even after I came back, I was like, I could have done a year. <laughs> yeah. And I love what you said about choosing electives, because while you can take major courses abroad, depending on your major and depending mm -hmm. on what your major allows, it's always up to the major department's discretion. We really do encourage students to take electives abroad just because you don't even know what classes you're going to be taking until you get to the country. And it makes it so much more stress-free because then you can explore different options. I think you would be doing yourself a disservice if you don't really kind of plan it out. Um, because when you come back, you don't want to deal with like, oh, I'm missing a credit or a class here. So I really took my time to figure out, okay, all these classes will definitely go towards this credit or this, you know, elective. Um, and then when I came back my senior year, I didn't have any crazy issues with like, I just have to take these left and that's it, I'm ready to graduate. Do you have any scholarship or money tips for students? So I ended up applying for taking out like a loan for it. Um, I did save up a lot, so I knew that I could just pay it off quickly. Um, I would definitely recommend to budget everything out. I luckily was a part of a few different programs that did offer scholarships as well. Um, but these are like separate. Like I was a part of um, a program called the Opportunity Network. I went through another program, which I learned through Queens College called American Edu. Um, and they do also offer us grants. Um, and I used what they offered me to buy my flight. So that was helpful. I will definitely say it is worth just like sitting down one day and then planning it all out and seeing like, okay, I have this amount of money to spend. Um, it's different because, you know, you have to completely take care of yourself. So if there's one lesson students can take from you so far, it's definitely to plan ahead, whether it be classes, housing, money, you have to plan ahead when you're studying abroad because it just makes things so much easier. I know I had my classes, once I finished all my gen eds, because I made sure the first two years I did all my gen eds, the next two years were focused on my major. And I planned out two years of my whole major around my semester abroad. And yep. that made things amazing because there are certain courses that are only offered at Queens College and that are only offered every so often. And because of that, I took electives abroad and I didn't have to worry about anything. Um, that is definitely, studying abroad is definitely not one of those things that you just wing. You don't just wing it. Um, it will definitely, you know, it could cause issues down the line. And don't be scared to ask. If you're not sure what's offered in your department, ask. I asked so that I could figure out what was being offered when for two years. If, you're, if you don't ask, you're, you're not going to know. So we're going to talk more about specific information about UPF in the second half of this interview. But just generally speaking, what were classes and assignments like? How did it differ from Queens College? Yeah, um, so I really, really enjoyed my classes at UPF. I think one of the, I think one of my favorite classes I ever took in my college experience was there. Um, I think a big something that was a bit different. Um, all a lot of the professors I found were international. I think I had one professor that was from Spain, actually, um, and it was like the history of. Um, of SC Barcelona. So the whole class was focused on soccer. Like part of the assignments was like to go to a game and then you have to like write about it. And um, it was a really great class and it was very interactive. I did like, there was one class, it was the history of, it was just like the history of Barcelona. 
Um, and the professor was actually American um, that was living in Spain for years. And he um, for part of our assignments was like to go on like a walking tour um, and we would like walk through parts, you know, the Gothic quarter and like different parts of um, the city and just like talk about the history of it and talk more in detail how like this came to be. Um, so a lot of it was very interactive that way. And, you know, it, classes were just they were really fun. I enjoyed all of my classes there. And I think they I learned a lot, too. I'm really happy to hear that. And I think that's a good segue into asking if you had any culture shock in Spain. And I'm assuming one of them had to do with the realization of how big Catalan is in Barcelona. Because not many people realize, one, that it's even a language, and two, that it's spoken in Spain. Yeah, so the Catalan was, was definitely a culture shock. I was expecting it to be kind of a... I mean, I knew they spoke Catalan, but I was expecting it to be kind of a secondary language. Um, and then once I got there, I realized it was the primary one and everyone, you know, like under everything would be in Spanish. Um, but then again, luckily, a lot of people really understood Spanish. So it was easier to kind of move around. Um, so that was a, an initial shock for me. I think another shock, like since it was my first time ever in Spain, um, I was expecting it to be a little more, I think because of where I ended up staying, I realized how far it was. Um, so I thought like the city was a little more, it was just like closer together or the fact that they like a lot of places close during lunchtime, which yeah. makes it difficult to eat. <laughs> um, cause you're like, it's lunchtime, but everyone else's lunchtime is the same time. So come back at two. Was it interesting for you to see that what you thought was normal wasn't normal everywhere? Yeah, I think, I think that's my favorite part of traveling that every place is slightly different and like your normal you know is just it's, people have completely different lives can you talk about friendship abroad versus friendship at home and do you have tips for making friends abroad it's it's hard I know one of the things they say it's like you know you should try to venture out and meet different people like from the country you're studying in um but just some like tips I would um I would give is like you should just even going to the library of the school and kind of just like chatting with someone that goes there is something we did um, in a way like to meet people or even in the cafeteria, like everyone's very friendly. You can like sit next to someone and like, you know, just ask questions and everyone's really nice about that. Um, people are very interested when you when you're like a study abroad student. Um, so they're definitely easy to make conversation and just everyone is kind of looking for the same thing. You know, keep that in mind. Everyone's a little shy, but everyone is looking for friends and like looking to interact and um, we're all going through it together. Yeah. If you think about it, if you go up to someone and let's say, I don't know, they reject you, they don't, they don't really want to talk to you. You're not going to regret that as much as not talking to that person, because for all you know, you can become great friends later on. And always like, what's the worst that can happen that's what I always think like okay they don't really respond and then I lost like two seconds of my life it's fine <laughs> yeah what you realize as you grow up or get older is when you click with someone you click like you're gonna know right away if you click with someone if you don't click with someone if things aren't meshing that just means there's nothing wrong with you there's nothing wrong with that person you're not meant to be friends and that's okay you're gonna find your people and it might not happen right away but if you keep talking to people you'll increase your chances of finding good friends abroad. Whereas if you stay reserved and shy and don't really want to venture out and talk to people, how are you going to meet people? Um, and the more you do it, the more you talk to people. Not only is it like 
you're increasing your chances of making a friend. It's like a great skill. This is like how you network and eventually, you know, this is good for even your career moving forward. Um, just in general, networking is, you know, a great skill to have. So I highly recommend to do that. Now, you said your family is from the Dominican Republic, so you already spoke Spanish before you went. Yes. Do you Luckily. feel that your Spanish improved while you were there or that you learned a lot of different words that they have for things? Yeah, for sure. Um, it was The Spanish is very different. Um, but I got so used to speaking Spanish that for sure my Spanish there um, improved and I started saying things. I was like, oh, yeah, you guys don't say this. I think I got to a phase where I started saying vale after every word, <laughs> just like they do. Um, and even my parents came to visit me for a bit and they they got stuck with it, too. It was so funny. Um, but you get used to it really quickly. And it's it's kind of like you want to mirror their Spanish. So you want to talk more like them. But my Spanish definitely improved. I when I got home, I just, you know, I kept, I speak Spanish at home usually. Um, so I would definitely recommend that, you know, even if you don't speak Spanish, just practice it. I know a lot of people are like embarrassed about doing it to other people, but most, most of the time, everyone just finds it very endearing and they, you know, they like that you're trying. Um, so I would, I would recommend practice as much as you can. And so you've been hinting a little bit about your travels all throughout this episode so yeah. far. But I really want to hear more about your travel. So where exactly did you go? What was your favorite trip? And what was it like to be able to travel while you were studying abroad? So I knew as soon as I got literally the second day we were in Barcelona, we were like, okay, let's plan where we're going. <laughs> um, it's just so easy once you're there. It's so easy to travel. The um, flights are so inexpensive and like planning trips. Um, I think so in total... I traveled around Spain just a bit. Like we went to um, Seville or Sevilla and to Madrid, um, which was great. And then we also went to um, Amsterdam. We went to um, London, Paris. We did um, Ireland. Um, so we spent Christmas in Prague and then we did Italy. Uh, we did um, Florence, Rome and uh, Venice in Italy all like through like around Christmas time. So we did like the longest trips were, it was like seven days. Um, I do remember my favorite trip um, for sure was, well, not for sure, I was like torn between them because I loved all of them. They were all really fun. Um, but I think my favorite trip was definitely um, Ireland. Wow. Yeah, which was like a surprise. I think a lot of people thought it would be like Paris or it would be, you know, um, but I think, I think Dublin was my favorite. We went for Halloween. And I think why I loved Ireland so much, we went to, the reason we went was to see the Cliffs of Moher. And it turned out, it was so funny because we did this whole, we paid this whole trip and it was like a bus that goes across the whole country. And it's a, it's a tour and they talk about like all this history and the tour guide was amazing. And it was great. And as soon as we got to the Cliffs of Moher, um, it ended up being the foggiest it's ever been. And you could not see absolutely anything. Like, the photo I have is so funny. It's just fog and a cow. Of course that would happen to you. I know. And I just, I thought it was the funniest thing. I was like, this is just going to happen to me. Like, this is, <laughs> I really, I was like, I'm going to go to the cliffs and I'm going to just, like, look out and just find myself and, like, find my purpose in life. And, like, you know, I came with this, like, whole plan. And as soon as we got there, they were like, oh my gosh, this is actually hilarious. This has never happened before. You cannot see a thing. <laughs> so we ended up just having to like go into the museum and see pictures of what it should actually look like. 
I mean, that's an excuse to go back, though. Exactly. No, I will definitely be going back. And what was your... This is a difficult question, but what was your favorite part about studying abroad? Oh my gosh, yeah, that is like the worst question. I don't know. Uh, I loved every bit of it. I think my favorite part was just like immersing myself in a brand new just environment. I I really love challenges and, and just like doing something different. Um, and I love traveling. So I think it was, I was just always happy to be there. Like, I think there, you find so many moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm here. And I had so many of those where even it was like, I was walking through the Gothic quarter on like a random Tuesday and it was beautiful and sunny. And, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm here. Um, so it's just like, I just being present is so important when you're there because it's, it's such an opportunity of a lifetime. Like sometimes I was literally on a, like we lived in the airport. We were always flying somewhere else. And we're like, man, this is like our life. <laughs> like, can you believe that? It's just, it, you just have to really be in the moment and like take it all in and be grateful for it. Cause it is, it goes by so quick and like, I don't know. I don't know if I could like say this on here, but like, you know, those like Instagram memes where they're like talking about, oh, um, like people that studied abroad like 20 years ago are still like, oh, the sandwich isn't as good as the one I had in Barcelona. <laughs> it is so real. I like we would laugh at those things. And we're like, oh, my gosh, they're so real. I 100 percent like still <laughs> like talk about your you will never stop talking about your experience. It is just like life changing. That's the number one thing that people regret after graduating is not having studied abroad because it's never the same. And of course, you could do your own study abroad program after graduating, but it's not as easy as when you're a student. Once you get a job, once you have a family, it gets a lot more difficult. And it was funny while we were there, me and my best friend were like, you know, we'll obviously come back here. Like we will obviously be back to Barcelona. It is such like it holds that special place in our heart and like that special time where we were just like free and you know, we're like, we will never, ever be the same, though. We will never have this freedom or like, like barely any responsibilities where, you know, when we come back, like, no matter when we come back, it will be different. Um, So it's just like always remembering that I, I, you know, I try to like keep grounded and like people always recommend to journal and stuff. I highly recommend Um, because like you read back or you look back and you're just like, oh, my gosh, I was different then. Like, you know, and it helps you stay present. Yeah, and I always tell people to journal or to vlog. And when I say vlog, I don't mean vlog and post it on YouTube. I mean vlog for yourself. Yeah, of course. I recorded so many things, and I'm so glad I did. And I look back, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you remember this? Yeah, <laughs> but you for, you don't realize how much you can forget. And, of course, there are certain things that you won't forget. But even with the things that you don't forget, everything that happened around that might not be as clear. And how have you? how did you grow through your experience abroad? Um, I think I changed. I think I became incredibly adaptable after that because I realized like, okay, you know, I had to figure things out on my own a lot there. Um, a lot of it had to do with just like the way where I was living. It was so far from everything and like just like figuring out how to like get around on my own, how, you know, what's the best way to like travel? What's the best way, you know, and you really learn. Um, so it's just, it really helps you grow and like, just make decisions on the fly, make decisions quick and just be super adaptable and realize like, okay, I don't have this. So what can I do next? You know, it's, it helps you think quick on your feet and just like be really open-minded to like, Oh, look how these cultures are different from yours. Um, and they're all special and interesting. 
Um, so it definitely, you know, when people say they like change, you come home and everything is still the same, but it feels different. And you're like trying to figure out what it is. And it's like, you, you're different. Um, and that definitely, like, I've heard people say that, but it was very real. Um, and that you carry it around forever. Honestly, it's always like this amazing experience you went through. Um, I've never had a conversation with someone who hated their experience. Yeah. And that's a great point because when you're abroad, time passes differently. And you go through so much growth Mm -hmm. and you go back home, as you said, everything's the same. And you're like, wait, but I'm different. How are you still the same? Like, I've gone through so much. And (laughs) that's what's so amazing about studying abroad. How much can happen in such a short period of time? I'm sure you Mm -hmm. even felt that after three weeks in Florence. Three weeks here would have been nothing. But abroad, it feels like a year. It does because your whole life changes. And like you have to you wake up and you're like in this different place and like you know your life is just different and you come home and I'm like oh my gosh how is that only three weeks like my I'm different and how did studying abroad affect your life after college and your career choice um I got a a lot of people are curious by it um and I always sort of touch on it um I do put I did put it on my resume especially since I studied um journalism and media and a lot of my job um and my job search was in media um And I did like having that background. And I always tell people the story of like being there during the referendum. Everyone loves Barcelona. Everyone I've ever spoken to is like, oh, my gosh, you're going to the best city ever. Um, So it's it's always a conversation starter. Um, I always you know, I still have it on my resume now. Um, I definitely think it it just helps. It helps make you, you know, stand out. It helps you just like be a little different from another applicant. And I think like I already knew kind of what I wanted to do after college and like in my career in general. Um, But a lot of um, a lot of even like jobs and media, it's it's a lot of traveling. Um, So just like having that experience and like traveling in different places, knowing different languages, it makes you more human and less of just like, you know, an application on someone's desk. Um, so I do think it has helped in my job search and like, just keep it on that resume. I will say like people gravitate towards it. They're like, Oh, interesting. You were in Barcelona. Are there things that you wish that you would have done, but you didn't get to do? Something that was difficult for me is I realized like, I, I wanted to travel so much around Europe that like, maybe I didn't enjoy being in Spain as much because I was so eager to like go everywhere. Um, and there were like weekends, we tried to do like one weekend somewhere, one weekend in, in Spain. Um, I wish I would have traveled more in Spain. You know, I only got to see like two cities or three. Um, I have family that lived in Lerida, which was in, in Catalonia. So it was kind of close. And when my parents came, we went to go visit them. So that was cool. Um, but I wish I got to see more of Spain and like more of the culture. I wish I spent more time in, in Barcelona, just in general. Yeah, I agree with you because it was the same with me and Paris. I traveled all over and in the end, I only got to see a few cities in France. Mm-hmm. And I, the same as you, I, I always said afterwards, oh, I wish I would have explored France more. So what advice do you have to students who are considering studying abroad, but they're not really sure? They might be a little hesitant. Um, what would you tell them? Um, I think... I will tell them it will change your life and <laughs> definitely for the better. Um, I know that it's, it's a lot financially to think about. Um, and again, like plan, 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 definitely think about, you know, where you are in your um, 
career as a student and like what you can take off, what you can, you know, I, you, it's so important to plan around this, but I, I think my main advice is just like, you think about like the time in your life you are right now, you will never get this time back. And it is so special. I would just, I think it is just so life changing and I highly, highly recommend all students to consider studying abroad. If you're on the fence, just remember, like, you will never have this time again. And, you know, this is like a really amazing opportunity. And I think Queens College makes it really easy for you. Um, so I would talk to as many people as you can that have already studied abroad and who maybe um, study abroad in your in the school that you're thinking of doing. I know there was a point um, where the study abroad office connected me with someone who actually already went to UPS. Um, so you get to like interact with them and talk to them and stuff. And I think that's a really great resource. Um, so just like try to talk to people who've done it. Um, I'm sure you guys can connect them to other people. And, you know, just speaking from my own experience, I obviously don't want to speak for everyone, but we never want to shut up about our experience. <laughs> so we are happy to give recommendations and suggestions and advice. Um, but yeah, I just, I think you should just do it. <laughs> that's my recommendation. That's amazing advice. Thank you so much, Melissa. In the next episode, Melissa will be giving us more specific information about UPF. So tune in for that. And to find out more information about our exchange programs, go to qc.cuny.edu slash study abroad. Thank you. Thank you. To see our students' beautiful travel pictures, follow us on Instagram at qctravels. Like our podcast? Consider leaving us a rating. Visit our website, qc.cuny.edu slash studyabroad to find out more about our programs.